0: Welcome back to Epilogues, and unpacking of the weekly Haftarah. You are listening to Rabbi Yaakov Trump. This week we're going to be looking at the Haftarah of Parashas Emor, which takes us to Sefer Yechezkel Perek Memdaled Pasuk Tes Vov to Lamed Aleph. This is the latter half of the 44th chapter in Yechezkel. Yechezkel is talking about the future time of the Beis Amigdash when the Beis Amikdash will be rebuilt, remembering that Yechazkel witnessed the destruction of the Megdash, and he hears the prophecies of what it will be like when there will be a return. These are specifically from Prakim Mem to Mem Ches, the last eight or nine chapters of Sefer Yechazkel. Let's take a look at how this expresses itself in our Haftorah. We first hear in the first little paragraph from Tes Vov to Tes Zion about the Koanim Haleviim, the priests who are of the tribe of Levi, Levi who are the children of Tzadok. What is their job? They're going to guard my temple. When when the nation of Israel may go in the wrong direction, they will be the ones who call out to them to come back to serve HaKadosh Baruch to bring sacrifices, and they will be the ones who come to the Beis HaMikdash to bring the bread to the table of Hashem, so to speak, to be sacrificing the sacrifices in the Beis HaMikdash and to guard the 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 stewardship of the best of English a few basic questions in this first paragraph and that is, is aren't all kohanim Leviim? the priests the kohanim are a subset of the tribe of Levi so why is it necessary for the Torah to describe them as kohanim who are Leviam? So this harkens back to the Egel HaZahov at the times in Pasha's kisses where we hear about the nation of Israel who has been led astray by a small subset of rabble rousers who now are serving this Egel HaZahov, this golden calf. And Moshe Rabbeinu comes down the mountain, breaks the Luchos and calls out, Me, La Eli, Who is for God come to me. And the tribe of Levi comes to him and it takes responsibility in a very harsh way to have to stop the plague, to appease the anger. The wrath of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. By calling the, the Kohanim the, the, the Levim, it is reminding them of their responsibility that leadership is not a name that you get pinned to your office door. It is a responsibility you live with and represent your entire life. And that's why they are called HaKohanim HaLeviyem. Which leads us to the next question, which is why are they called the children of Tzadok? Who was Tzadok precisely? Rashi takes us back to the beginning of Bayez Rishon, the beginning of the first temple. This is, at this point in time, 400 plus years before, uh, before when Yechiaskel is living. He was the Kohen Gadol from the times of Shlomo Melech. And it's almost as if he's saying, this is, we're going to renew your times. It's going to be like the beginning, like it was the good time uh, at the beginning. And Radak adds a little bit of color to this, pointing out that there were different lines of Kohanim who were serve, whose families were in charge of the kuna the the high priesthood. And for the, for the Sefer of Shoftim, it was really the, tri, the 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 branch of Itamar of the children of Aaron, but that, and that went through until the times of Aili, the High who lost it through the curse at the beginning of Sefer Shmuel because the way his children were acting and ultimately it transferred to tzadok. tzadok. was a different line of k- Kohanim who took it. So we're going back to that rectified Kohanim and that's what is being expressed over here in our Haftarah. It should be obvious at this point in time that the reason why this Haftarah is read um, following Pasha's emor is emor talks about the responsibility and the job of the Kohanim of the high priests, which is obviously what our Haftarah is about. But instead of being in uh, talking about the future at the times of the Mishkan and the Migdash in Parish. It's talking about the future based on the Migdash at the times of the we, we move to part of Yud Zion, to Yud Tesh, where we're told that there's a few de- details about the big day and the clothes that they are supposed to wear. So when they come to the Chatzera Panimis, the inner courtyard, they need to wear l- big day pishtim, flax clo- l- linen clothing. They cannot wear wool when they serve in the inside. We hear about their they're their, their having to wear special types of hats They and, and how they have to belt themselves, where they have to belt themselves. Um, and when they go out, they are not allowed to wear these clothes, rather they have to switch them to their regular clothes so that they are not going to bring these clothes among the people. They should not bring the kadusha, so to speak, to the people as well. What is wrong with wool? Why is wool disqualified? So there's two ways of looking at the it. of David points out that this is actually referring to the Kohanim Gedolim. The Kohanim Gedolim have a limit that they cannot wear wool, but regular Kohanim can actually. The Redak says, and this is a very important machloikas which appears all the way through these chapters in Yechezkel, because you see Yechezkel talks about things which aren't exactly as they are now, which means he's saying descriptions and laws about the Kohanim and about the and Bingdash and other chapters around here which don't seem to be what the Torah says. How do we account for that difference? So one of them is that perhaps we need a more careful reading, like the Matzores is pointing out, that it's only referring to the Kohen Gudalim, not a regular Kohen. But it could be, as the Radvak points out, that really it's referring to an innovation in the future. That yes, the Torah governed the Mishkan and the Bayah by, by and by Rishon, but when the when Mashiach will come, which is what it seems that Yecheskel is talking about, there will be new laws at such a, at such a time, and one of those laws will be an uh, the extra. R- stipulation that the big day kuhana be only of Pishtim, not of Tzemer. Fascinating um, which applies itself many times. We now move into Psukim Chav to zain We hear now a little bit about some of the restrictions for priesthood. So, as an example, they cannot um, shave their heads, um, but they cannot let them. They they cannot um, let them grow too long. Um, so we have a sort of in-between requirement. They cannot drink wine when they go to the Chutz Re'pinimis. They cannot, a male coin cannot marry a u grusha a widow or a divorcée. They, they they could marry a widow from another kohen. Now, what is their job? This is a very important pasuk. ben their job is to teach the nation of Israel between holy and, uh, and, and mundane. They're going to be the judges for justice when there's an issue. They cannot come in proximity to a dead body except if it's their close relatives. And then they will have to count the seven days of purity and then return as well. Um, and uh, and bringing a Koram there afterwards. So fascinating. A lot of the restrictions over here. Some of these are unique, meaning the haircuts. So what does that mean precisely? So the B'tsodas points out that it refers only to the Kohanim gedolim. It's a very limited law about the gold, not the regular Kohanim. Again, because we don't see that restriction in the Torah itself, the Radak again says, "No, this is a new law. That's going to be re- referring to the fact that there is a limit of a new thirty-day limit on no haircuts. Um, so it 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 uh, it cannot be two more beyond thirty days, but it cannot be a shave as well." Another thing which seems to be unique over here is that the Torah tells us in Pashas Amor that a coin a regular coin can marry a um, a almana, a a a widow, but he cannot marry a divorcee. But here Echezkel seems to be saying that there's going to be both divorcees and widows um, are are out of bounds for a kohen. So what is this referred to? So it could be, it says our babaniel, referring to the kohen godal, like the Torah says, is referring to the kohen godal, or it could be referring to the kohenim's new laws in the future as well. Again, the same debate that we just saw before. And finally, we hear about the kohenim's inheritance. As we talked about that, Hashem says that they are not going to have their own inheritance because I am their nachla, and they're going to have they're going to have the, uh, the ability to be able to eat carbonists when they are on, on duty and they are going to get the firsts of many things like the first fruits and the grains, the truma and the and the khala and all those things which are brought to them uh, because they are going to bring a blessing to your houses for doing this and therefore they cannot also have any nevela, any carcass or anything which died in a way which is not through the process of shchita as well which raises the question is surely all of Bnei Israel are also not allowed to eat a novella and trefa a carcass as well so Rashi says well because they do they have the ability of doing what the process called melika instead of shifting the doves they have this sharpened um, thumbnail and they're able to slice its throat with that thumbnail therefore because that is less of a normal way of shifting things they may think that they may have the ability to um eat and avella and traffic that, that the, the navi is emphasizing that, that is not the case as well but the, the redacted takes a one step further and he says that they bake a person impure an in, in-person impure not only are these also because they are treif, which is of a but they also make a person impure. And because of that, there's an extra added res- responsibility given to the Kohanim not to enter into a state of impurity beyond even the isser veheter as well. The Chida makes another observation that is at a time of war, let's say a person does nothing to eat, a person may eat Nevelas and Treifas, that's a halacha, but the Chida points out the Kohanim would not be able to, even in a time of Sakhanos Nefashos, of danger of their life, they have to be more careful because of their responsibility. You'll notice over here that if you compare this to the beginning, um, of Pashas Shoftim, where it describes the the Qanim being a person who is a, a a arbiter as a judge for issues of importance of judgment. When it comes to um, when it comes to to, to Arafthor, it sounds like they take on a new role, not just responding to the requests and the qualms and the questions of the people but rather to go out and to teach as well. And this, therefore, talks about the talks to the responsibility of, as the kohen, not just as a person who is a shleach of Hashem, as a responsibility, as a messenger of Hashem, but it's also a responsibility to the people as well. It's a shleach to the, to, of, of the people to Hashem. Teaching the people from Hashem and also expressing the needs of the people to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. This concludes the Torah of Pashas Ever. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.